text for our meditation this evening comes from Paul's second letter to the Corinthians, chapter 5, verses 17 to 21. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. The word of the Lord. We probably all know one of those people or have one of those friends, and maybe you would even classify yourself among their number. They're always on about something. Like, your life is not complete, man, if you do not watch this TV show. This, this book will change your life, literally. I found this new song. Please, please, let, can, I, can we turn it on right now? And if you're a close friend of that person, then you've probably heard it a hundred times. And you can kind of sense when that thing's coming, right? You're, you're in this conversation with a person, you're not talking about anything even relatively related, and you can feel them kind of just turning the conversation. Their pitch is coming, and you know it. And sometimes it can be amusing and interesting to see how they manage to pull this off. And sometimes it can be a little obnoxious and even embarrassing. When I read Paul's letters, and especially 2 Corinthians, I feel pretty sure that Paul was that guy. He never tired of the gospel. And when I, when I read him sticking his neck out time and time again to defend why he's so crazy about the gospel, to tell people over and over again the same thing, trying to find fresh ways so that just maybe one of those words will slip through and they'll catch that bug and be just as crazy as he is. And I sort of feel like that close friend, especially when I read 2 Corinthians. I'm interested and amazed, but also I feel a little sorry for him at times. And ironically, that's exactly what forces Paul to keep doing it, to keep saying it, to keep bringing it up. It's because people like the Corinthians, people like me, we're not thinking straight about Paul or the gospel message or the gospel ministry. And so Paul shamelessly says, let me explain it to you again. Let's talk about this one more time. 
And in the chapters that surround our text for tonight, Paul's explanation and defense goes a little something like this. Just think for a moment. There's coming a time, and it could be today, when you are going to be standing there before the judgment seat of God himself. Do you have any confidence in that place? What does it make you feel like to know that that is coming? What do you feel like when you're there? And maybe you have done your best and you've lived today with that day in mind. But you know it's hopeless. And if there's any shred of fear in your heart in that place, that is why I'm crazy about the gospel message. Because all men are going to have to go there. And the only thing standing between them and life and righteousness and freedom and pardon and friendship with that judge is just hearing. They've got to hear the message. And if anybody thinks that this is is crazy. If anybody looks at me and hears me talking about this same thing over and over and over again, well, actually, I, I think it's, it's them who are out of their minds. Because if they were thinking straight, then they would agree with me. And they would just be wild about it like I am. Don't you remember? Don't you know? Haven't you heard? That one man died for all, and in him all died, so that those who live might live for him, who was put to death for them and was raised again to life. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things, the old way of thinking and looking at each other and the world and this God they're gone. This is brand new life we're living right now. The world and even Jesus' disciples had a hard time making that mental transition, that spiritual transition to seeing with faith. I think of Thomas. You know, Jesus, Jesus is raised from the dead. The disciples and Mary have seen it. Thomas says, no way, man. Unless I, you know, put my finger in there where the nails were, unless I touch his side and see that thing, I'm not going to believe. And then Jesus stands before him and everything he thought is shattered. His whole world is turned upside down and all he can say is, my Lord, my God. And when I look out at you all, when I walk through my life, God is asking me to see this truth. To not just see students studying this and that with such and such, and such friends, dressing such and such a way, living 
such and such a life. He's asking me to see that brand new thing. So that when you walk in this chapel, I am Thomas. Bam, my world is shattered. Before me is brand new life. And it has to change my world. It has to change everything that I think and see. I have to see differently. That's why I'm crazy for the gospel. And God has given to this new life, to these people whom he has saved and made new, he's given this message of reconciliation to tell the world this beautiful news. This ministry itself is a testimony to the fact of our new life. Because if Christ has not been raised, if Christ is still dead or in the old flesh or has not gone to the Father, then there is no need for messengers. And there's no way that we can be those messengers because we're still in our sin. And those messengers would be totally unnecessary because they would have no message to proclaim. This ministry of reconciliation which God has graciously put into our hands testifies that we are new. That this life is new. That God has looked on this world and had mercy. We all know firsthand just how good God's grace is. Who better to bring this message to the world than us? That grace is so good. Like, welcome to the first day of your new life. Good. Like, thank God that the Joel who was here yesterday is dead. Like, oh, excuse me, righteousness of God coming through. <laughs> that good. It's so good. And what is the world left to think? Of course they're going to think we're out of our minds. Because this gospel is out of this world. It's so good. You can't, unless you've experienced a thing, unless God has changed your heart, your eyes are still seeing in the old way. What, what is a world left to think for people who say, well, I'm a completely new creation, actually. Actually, I'm, I'm the righteousness of God himself. And, you know what? I, I speak for God. Be reconciled to God. God is speaking to you through me. That, that sounds like madness. That, that is absolutely crazy. And that is what God has done and what he asks us to do. And the world is going to say, you're out of your minds. And my prayer is that we stay that way. Amen. We pray. Heavenly Father, your grace is staggering. And we're confronted with this new life and all we can say is, my Lord, my God, thank you 
Thank you for the new life that you have given to all these people. Through Jesus Christ, your son. For the death that he died so that we might have life. May we live in that newness of life. And may the whole world see it. And may they too come to see this new life. And be just as crazy as Jesus was about it. Just as crazy as Paul was about it. Just as crazy as you have made us about it. All these things we pray. Standing before you in his white robes. Covered in his holy blood. In his name we pray. Amen.